0: Hey, y'all. I know this is a little bit early to be getting another episode out. I just posted one two days ago, but I thought that I would stick to the plan of posting a new episode every Thursday. So I figured I'd record another one and get one out this Thursday. This isn't going to be a very long episode. I just wanted to kind of hold myself to having that consistency of an episode every Thursday. So, welcome back to healthy and then happy where anything goes, but I mainly talk about the importance of prioritizing your overall health, nutrition, and training in order to live your happiest life every day. If you cannot already tell, I did get a microphone, finally. Um, I'm not sure how much better the sound quality is, but I feel like it has to be better because I spent $50 on a microphone, so if if it's not better, then I'm returning it, (laughs) but I, I feel like it's better. Today's episode is going to be talking about my experience with 75 Hard. I finished 75 Hard about three weeks ago and it was a great experience and I've had a lot of people ask me to share my thoughts on it and talk about how it was, how hard it was, if it's something that I recommend for people and I actually recorded a YouTube video about my experience and I have not gotten around to editing and uploading it. So I guess I'll just turn it into a podcast and make this Thursday's episode a little 75 hard recap. So I guess to start off, for anyone who doesn't know what seventy five hard is, I'm, I'm sure a lot of you have heard of it, especially if you're listening to this podcast right now. But if you don't know what it is, it is a mental toughness challenge created by Andy Frisella, and it outlines a few rules of things that you have to follow for the seventy five days. A lot of them are physical tasks, but the overarching goal of seventy five hard is to be a mental toughness challenge. So I recommend anybody that is looking to do seventy five hard to listen to Andy Frisella's podcast about it and. Get his book, 75 Hard, A Tactical Guide to Winning the War with Yourself. I think that's what it's called. Really good read. It helps you kind of understand the whole meaning about why people do 75 hard. He hits pretty hard on that this is a, like I said, a mental toughness challenge. This is about pushing yourself, learning to say no to things, learning to put yourself first, prioritize your own health in your own well being and bettering yourself for 75 days with no compromises. So the rules of 75 hard are to number one, follow a diet, no cheat meals, no alcohol, all 75 days. And your diet has to be goal oriented. So you have to have a goal at the end of the diet, you can't just say, "Uh, I'm going to track my macros for 75 days. So you have to have a goal set for what you want to accomplish at the end of 75 days. So for me, I have a powerlifting meet that's coming up actually in three weeks now. And at the end of 75 hard, it would have been about a, a little over a month from my meet. So my goal at the end of 75 hard was to be down to my weight class because if y'all don't know I sit just a little bit above my weight class. I typically sit at about 118 pounds and I wanted to be down to 114 which is where my weight class is before so I didn't have to do a water cut for this meet. So that was my goal with my diet was to count my macros and slowly cut about four pounds. Another rule to 75 hard is you have to do two 45 minute workouts a day and one of those workouts has to be outdoors no matter the weather. It doesn't matter if it's pouring rain, lightning, you have to do a 45 minute workout outdoors. Another rule is you have to drink a gallon of water a day. You have to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book. It's got to be something that's self-help, entrepreneurial, um, educational type book, and it cannot be an audiobook. And another rule is that you have to take a progress picture every single day. That ended up being one of the more difficult tasks just because it was so mundane. Like I I just didn't want to, like every single day, I didn't want to remember to whip out my phone and take the same progress picture in front of the same wall I was tired of doing that small little desk anyway those are the rules it was hard but I think that there are definitely factors that make it easier to do for some people rather than others like for example I work from home and I think that that made doing 75 hard just a little bit easier for me because I was able to um, take a 45 minute break during work and go for a walk if needed to get my outdoor workout in Whereas most people, it makes it a little more difficult to get that outdoor workout in because you have to do it before you go to work or after you get out of work. And if it's raining during those times, those are, you know, your windows of opportunity to do it. And I kind of had all day to to do it if I was, you know, as long as I could fit it into my work schedule. Also, the season that I did it in, I feel like made it a little bit easier. I I don't really want to say easier, but... um, I would not have enjoyed doing 75 hard in the winter. I hate the cold weather. I would not have wanted to do outdoor workouts when it was cold. I know that this was one of the hottest summers I've actually ever experienced in Alabama. It's been 105 degrees every day for the past like three weeks. But I would go for my walks in the morning. So the outdoor workout wasn't too difficult. It wasn't a super rainy summer. So... I did travel a good bit this summer. I went to a Taylor Swift concert. I traveled to Kentucky to stay with my best friend, and the concert was in Cincinnati. So that was a full weekend trip where I was having to pack. I packed a giant tub of ground beef, and my best friend's mom, she probably thought I was psychopath. I brought some really weird foods into her house. So that was a that was a difficult time. But I stuck to it. I I tracked everything that I ate that weekend. Uh, The concert was miserably hot. I was sweating so bad. And I had a lemonade there. And that was probably not That would not have been something that I would have just drank on a random day. It was one of those frozen lemonades. But I tracked it, so I stuck to my macros and everything. So I didn't deviate from my macros. But there was definitely days where I ate things that wouldn't necessarily be the perfect, ideal diet type of things. I definitely did not have cheat meals. Like, I wasn't eating, like, cookies and stuff. But, yeah, there was, like, a time I had had that frozen lemonade. And then at Rock the South, we were there all day long. That was a three-day country music festival. The gates opened at, like, 3 o'clock in... We got home at like 2 a.m. So I was getting most of my meals in before we went, and I was it was not even hard at all to drink water during that because it was so hot, so I was constantly refilling my water bottle as far as food goes. I had to make some smart decisions. I bought a chicken breast on a stick and I'm talking that was probably like 500 grams of chicken. It was more than that. It was huge. I got all my protein in for the day with that one meal and it was like $40 at, at this food stand. So there was just some weird things that I had to do and like weird food choices that I had to make. Like the one time that I went out to eat at a restaurant, I just had to be smart about what I was ordering and I ordered things that were trackable. So I got a salad with my meal and obviously I couldn't weigh out every piece of lettuce and every every topping that was on the salad but I, I just tracked it as a salad it's one of those things that the you know the macro count was probably pretty close because the salad's not very calorically dense anyway and then I got a eight ounce steak because I was able to put in in my app an eight ounce steak you know that's something that you can like measure out you can't like measure out a bowl of pasta at the at a restaurant and I got a baked potato. So that was a pretty simple meal to track. So I just had to make decisions like that. Like I couldn't, I couldn't just, you know, finding things that I was able to track and making decisions that still fit my goals. I had to, obviously with all the traveling I was doing, I had to remember to bring a book. You know, if I would have forgot to pack my book, I would have failed. Drinking water is tough when you travel, especially because a gallon of water a day was causing me to pee a lot. Road trips were not fun. I mean, mean, they were fun, but I was constantly having to stop. My boyfriend was, probably so fed up with me. I think something that is important to have when you do 75 hard is to have a support system. And when I say that, I mostly mean tell your friends, tell your family, tell the people that you'll be spending the most time with that you are doing 75 hard. Help them to understand why you're doing it. Tell them the things that you have to do. They don't all have to make the decisions and like do it with you. They don't have to make all the same choices to follow the same guidelines, but helping them to understand why you're doing it and what you'll be doing is helpful having those discussions up front so that they aren't constantly shaming you. Like I, I went home to the lake to visit my family almost every weekend while I was doing 75 And My parents kind of got to the point where they just knew I wasn't going to eat dessert at dinner with them and I might not eat what they were making. I might, but I'm going to bring my scale upstairs and I'm going to weigh it out as I put it on my plate. But for the most part, I was eating my own meal prep. I mean, my parents are from the South, the cooking is not exactly healthy. There's a lot of butter and a lot of oil and a lot of fat and a lot of the things that they make. It's tasty but it's not exactly healthy. I will say that 75 hard would have been a lot more difficult if I didn't have the support system that I had and my parents understanding why I was doing what I was doing as well as my boyfriend did 75 hard with me. Uh, He actually did not finish. He didn't care about it necessarily as much as I did. I, I was really really set and determined to finish but even after he failed, he still continued to do a lot of the things so that I felt supported and I, I it was easier for me to finish. So even though he no longer had to do a 45-minute outdoor workout because he was kind of done with the 75 hard, he would still go with me to walk the dogs in the afternoon for 45 minutes if, if I hadn't gotten my walk-in earlier in the day. And he was still eating relatively healthy, so he wasn't making me feel like crap about the fact that I was having to eat meal prep when he could just eat whatever junk food he wanted to do he didn't do that to me so it was very helpful he also wasn't like drinking alcohol in my face or anything like that he he didn't drink he was you know I know that it's not completing 75 hard if you don't complete all of it and you fail at all but he essentially still finished it out with me which was extremely helpful and made me feel really good I also think sharing your journey on social media even if you're not like me and you don't have like a platform on Instagram and TikTok where you share every aspect of your life and overshare everything that you do, like I do, I think it's still helpful to share your journey on social media for number one, for accountability purposes, but also because you might inspire someone else to do something. I I had so many people doing 75 hard with me. It was actually extremely motivating to me knowing that I had other people out there doing it and following along the journey with me. I'm like, heck, I'm not going to fail. These people are going to beat me out. Like, I'm going to finish this. So, I think that was a really helpful aspect as well, sharing my journey on social media. I will say that if your goal is to lose weight and you're looking for like some type of a fitness challenge to lose weight, this is not the challenge or like the protocol that you should follow. I think 75 hard goes deeper than a fitness challenge. It's it's made pretty clear up front like this is not a fitness challenge. You've probably heard me say it over and over and over again, but uh, it's not. And so if your goal is to lose weight and like get your dream body, there are so many other fitness like protocols and checklists of things that you can follow other than 75 hard. If you just want to lose weight, you don't have to read a book before bed every night. You don't have to take a progress picture every single day. You don't have to do 2 45-minute workouts, one of them being outdoors every day. I would say that a lot of these habits are things that you should definitely implement into your life and that would be super beneficial no matter what your fitness goals are. But if your only goal is to accomplish a certain physique or certain amount of weight loss, then you're setting yourself up for failure with this because you don't have some type of an intrinsic goal that's keeping you motivated to finish. Because for me, I was kind of on a, I don't want to say like self-discovery journey in doing 75 hard but I wanted to push myself and I wanted to test myself to see what I was capable of and I think that 75 hard really really helped me to do that whereas if my goal was just to lose the weight I would have probably failed because there's no deeper meaning or like bigger sense of accountability in telling yourself like I'm stronger than that inner voice in my head that wants to go eat a brownie right now you know that doesn't exist when you're just dieting you know unless you've got some big plans like a bodybuilding show on the horizon 75 hard kind of it does give you that because you're trying to prove yourself to yourself. And I I learned a lot about myself. I I learned that one of the things I actually learned is that I think now I would be capable of doing a bodybuilding show. If you've ever heard me like talk on my Instagram story and answer questions, a lot of people ask me if I'm ever going to try bodybuilding and I've always wanted to one day down the road. But my main thing is number one, the cost of it. It is expensive. I didn't want to do it until after I was out of college. Now that I'm out of college, it's something that could be on the horizon whenever I'm done powerlifting. Not necessarily done powerlifting, but like once I've accomplished what I want to in powerlifting, I could definitely see myself moving on to bodybuilding but I also didn't know do I have the dedication for it and I think after finishing 75 hard I absolutely think that I do I'm I'm really proud of myself in my journey through 75 hard I think that I accomplished everything that I wanted to and I, I did struggle it was not easy there were days where I was like I'm so freaking tired of weighing every single thing that I eat and counting every single thing in my app it's just getting exhausting like I will you would be able to see in my app right now I haven't tracked a single thing since I finished 75 hard I was just tired of all the little things and I had my weekend of eating some Krispy Kreme donuts and going to get sushi and some cake my boyfriend got me a cake to celebrate finishing it and I had all those things I had pizza I enjoyed it whatever but then once the weekend ended I got back on my diet and I've been eating still pretty much the same things I just don't track every single bit of food now which is very freeing. I was, I was just tired. I was exhausted of doing those things. So it, it wasn't like I was struggling with the diet or I was struggling with any single one act. Like I was just, you know, now I'm not drinking a gallon of water a day, but I'm still drinking probably somewhere between 85 to 100 ounces of water a day, no less. Checking off every single one of those little things off of a list is, it gets exhausting. So Definitely, it's not easy, but I don't recommend it to just your average person looking to go on a weight loss journey. But I do recommend it to anyone who feels like they need some type of a push to figure out what they're capable of and to kind of motivate them a little bit more in life and, and to push them towards. I mean, if you feel like you're kind of in a rut where you just are not feeling motivated to do anything, you're not motivated for success for yourself, you're not motivated to live a healthier life for yourself, I think that 75 Heart is something that pushes you because. It's all about like, am I strong enough mentally to accomplish these things? And I think a lot of people think that they're strong enough mentally to accomplish anything. I genuinely think most people think that they're they're strong enough to do anything they set their mind to. But are you really until you like kind of test yourself with something like that? and I think that it's a it's a pretty cool um, challenge to figure that out about yourself um I guess to kind of talk about like how I set up my days to accomplish everything for what a day in my life would have been like aside from the days where I was traveling and going to like concerts and stuff like that obviously those days looked a little bit different for me but my typical day-to-day every single day looked like well starting with going to bed the night before I would go to bed at around 9 to ten thirty p.m. And then I'd set my alarm every day for 6.45, but like clockwork, my dogs would get me up at 6.30 a.m. licking me on the face, get up, feed them, and then I would make a 24-ounce bottle of water. And, y'all, that is the key to getting your water intake in for 75 hard because it is a lot of water. The key is starting early in the day so that you aren't up all night peeing or, like, having to chug water. it's hard to sleep whenever your body is just full of water because you chugged right before you tried to go to bed. So getting your water intake in early or at least jumping on it early is like the key to making sure you don't fail on that. Then I would take my dogs for a walk. I take them for a walk individually because they're tough to walk together. I'd take them each on around a 20-minute walk each day and then I'd put them up and do my own 20-ish minute walk with a little bit of a higher intensity than I was walking them to make sure that I'm getting a good uh, workout in for my outdoor workout first thing in the morning. Then when I would get back from my walk, I would take my progress picture so that I would not forget to do that. So I'd do it in the mornings after my walk. Then I would make a smoothie every single morning with the supplements that I take. This was the best way that I could go about making sure that, number one, I was getting in a good meal at the very beginning of my day. And also remembering to take all of my powdered supplements is the easiest when you throw them into a smoothie. So making like a smoothie part of your morning routine is actually a really good tip. That would always be frozen fruit, apple juice, egg whites for a little bit of protein, and spinach to get some veggies in. And then the supplements that I would put in my smoothie are collagen, creatine, glutamine, and microfactor. And microfactor is the micronutrients that I take. It's got greens blend, all the micronutrients and vitamins that you need in a multivitamin. I'll link all the supplements that I take every day in the description of this one since I did mention them to help y'all out. And that's also not to uh, throw like an advertisement in there, but Um, anytime that you shop first form supplements with my support link, uh, I do get a little bit of commission off that. So if anyone wants to support me that using supplements with my referral link is the way to go for that. Yeah. Sorry for the, for like the ad break, but, um, after I would make my smoothie, I start work for the day. Like I said, I work from home. I'd start work for the day at around 8 a.m., check emails and sit down and just get started for the day, set up my plan for the workday. And then I would make a breakfast, usually be something like eggs, oatmeal, a bagel, fruit, yogurt and granola or something. Depends on the day. I'd like to switch it up. I didn't always eat the exact same things every day, but I did obviously track everything that I would eat. By around noon, I would try to have 65 ounces of water under my belt um, because like I said, it's easiest if you jump on your water intake early. And that was also typically around the time where I would have my lunch, which was usually lean ground beef and potatoes with bell peppers and onions cut up in it. Then I would work until around four. That's when I'd make me a small pre-workout meal and then go to the gym. My lifts were typically longer than 45 minutes because I would do whatever my coach had programmed me for the day. So that was pretty, that was usually one of the easiest parts to get in was the the second workout because I, I was about to start prep for a meet. So obviously I'm going to be in the gym, you know, lifting every single day. I was programmed to lift four days a week, but I would sometimes stretch out those days. And then sometimes I'd go into the gym and just do some light movement to help myself with recovery purposes, even just like stretching like a yoga type workout. Then after the gym, I would come home, eat another meal, finish my water intake, clean the house, do laundry, dishes, whatever the normal things that need to be done, feed my dogs and stuff. I would do all that while Julian was doing his homework because he did take a full uh, summer course load. Of classes because he's in college now and he's also working full-time so he was he was kind of slammed I understand why 75 hard was quite the struggle for him but after that whenever it was time to shower get ready for bed and all that I'd make my magnesium and I'd lay down around 9 p.m in bed with a book and I would read about 10 pages or usually more than 10 pages it kind of depended uh, at least 10 pages though <laughs> to check that off the list and then I would actually open the 75 hard app because there's a checklist in there that kind of helps you make sure that you did everything that you needed to do that day and then I would go to bed somewhere between 9 and ten thirty p.m. It was always helpful to make sure that I had everything done each day if I'd go in and check those off in the app before bed so if I did open the app and I realized like I had forgotten to take a progress picture I could do that right before bed so that I didn't like fail for the day so um that was helpful was to have like a little checklist and if you've ever used the 75 hard app it's actually kind of freaky when you if you forget to check everything off you open it the next day and it's just a picture of um Andy Frisella with his arms crossed staring at you and it says like did you fail and you have to either click yes I failed or no keep going like because you just forgot to check everything else off And I I forgot to check everything off a lot of times and the next morning I wake up and I'd be like freaking out. I'm like, crap, I have to start over in the app, but I never had to. I mean, my my day-to-day was pretty basic. I think that the hardest part about it was the first couple weeks getting the routine down. And then on the days whenever I was traveling, I was going home to visit family because I would have to pack a lot of food for like meal prepping purposes and make sure that I had everything that I needed. There were times where I forgot my scale so I had to guesstimate on my macros but luckily because I was tracking every day I had a pretty good idea of what I was eating. It wasn't I was definitely not that far off on my tracking. I would say that the difficult part about it is not any one task. It's really just the combination of tasks and having to make sure that you do every single thing every single day. And then the fact that it's 75 days long. I mean, how many times has there ever been anything that you did 75 days straight with no break? Because there's honestly nothing that I could say that I've ever done 75 days without fail. So this is definitely something new for me and but I enjoyed it. I genuinely enjoyed forcing myself to stick to something like that and I feel like I came out on the other side a a different person i have more of an appreciation for my overall health now and uh, because i i saw firsthand the way that my energy levels changed my I, i loved my body more i loved myself more i was more confident i found a lot of confidence in myself because i realized how capable and strong i am by doing this i definitely recommend it um as something to try but i will tell you up front like it is not easy and you need a community of people who are supporting you and want you to succeed and I mainly say that because I can just imagine how this would have been if I didn't tell anyone I was doing this and then I was like around friends and they were like let's go eat this let's drink this let's do this and I'm like I can't do that I can't do that I can't do that and they're like why <laughs> and then they think that I'm like being judgy and being like a crazy health nut all my friends and all my family understood what I was doing I mean a lot of them did have questions and I feel like I explained what 75 hard was to so many people so many times I was so tired of telling people what it was and what I was doing at the beginning I felt like embarrassed almost when I told people what I was doing like I'd tell family members at a family get together why I couldn't eat the cake and they were like oh okay okay but then they like kind of sounded interested in it by the end of our conversation and expressed that they were proud of me and you know it 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 feels good when you hear that rather than like a negative response so as I got asked more and more about it at different things I started to gain more confidence in telling people about what I was doing but anyway I kind of wanted to just keep this episode short um but I promised that I would put out something discussing my experience with 75 hard and if I recommend it and some advice and some tips and things like that about it my biggest advice is if you're considering doing it definitely go listen to Andy Frisella's podcast about it read Andy Frisella's 75 hard book honestly go from there that's that's the main things that I did and that's how I kind of learned about the purpose of it and I think that that was my best guide I think that it's a lot harder to do if you don't know the why behind why you're doing it if you know a lot about the why then you'll keep going back to the why of why you should finish strong so I guess that's that's pretty much all for today thank you all for listening to this podcast I, I didn't plan on getting three episodes out this week for the first week of the podcast but like I said I I needed to commit to something and that something was I wanted to post an episode every Thursday. And since I accidentally posted my last one early, y'all are getting this one this Thursday. So if y'all enjoyed and if y'all have any questions about 75 Hard, you can always DM me on Instagram. I also don't know what my episode is going to be next Thursday. So if you guys have any ideas, please DM me on Instagram. I might do a Q&A next Thursday. And then I think the week after next, I'm going to ask Kat to get on my podcast and we are going to have a powwow about the truth of the fitness industry and the realities of being an influencer and content creator and just hash it all out. I think that's going to be a great episode, but I've got to wait until I get another microphone in before we do that because I cannot do, it's very difficult to speak into one microphone with two people. And I also don't have one of those like soundboards, like an audio uh, splitter mixer thing. So I've got to get one of those too. So I'm learning about all these things that I need to get and I'm like, oh, not exactly in the budget right now, but whatever. We'll get there eventually. All right. That is all for today. Bye.